You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Now, I, I say this intro a lot of times. Then the next thing you all hear me say is that Doc Holliday, I'm rolling it solo today. But I ain't rolling solo today. I got my guy with me. Got my co-pilot, my brother with me. And I told him, Isaac, you only contractually obligated. It, it ain't even a contract, you know, <laughs> to do it once or twice a week. Maybe twice. I might pop one out every day because I'm just at the crib. And sometimes I wake up 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning and knock one out. And I damn, so Isaac is not available at that time. But anyway, brother, how you doing, man? Good to see your face. Good to hear your voice. Hey, I'm doing well, man. I'm well and I'm blessed, man. And, uh, you know, as long as I'm the co-pilot of this uh, G650 jet, uh, it's all good, Doc. We can go anywhere, anytime with our own jet, our own gas. And uh, all we need is a landing permit, man. We can, we can take off. So I'm ready to take off on this show. And uh, talk some 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 basketball, maybe a little NFL, and see what's happening in the world of sports. Yeah, man, what's happening in the world of sports, especially here in the NBA world, man, especially here in Memphis too. The Grizzlies and Warriors just faced off in Game Four last night in San Francisco, bro. And uh, yeah, Grizzlies fans a little upset, man, because Golden State came to Memphis and took home court advantage. So the the series shift shifted back to Golden State with the Warriors up two games to one now. Last night, Grizzlies, no John Morant. And we, you can say we need, yeah, we hell, we needed them, man. Golden State took us down one-on-one in 98. And I say we because I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan. You can say we because everybody know you a Miami Heat fan. But Isaac, this game, bro, <laughs> the Grizzlies winning this game, dog. First of all, John Morant set out with right knee soreness. I need to get your, I don't know if you saw how he said he got hurt with Jordan Poole pulling at his knee and, Yada, yada, yada. You know, I think Jordan Poole did it intentionally. Everybody else said, man, come on, you tripping. But some, some people agree with me. But last night, bro, you see the Grizzlies fall to Golden State, even though Golden State played horribly, man. But that dude, number 30, not number 30. He played like number 30 last night. Took over, bro. 18 points in the fourth quarter. I think that's his second most points in the fourth quarter in his career, playoff career or career. Bro, he just 32 points, man, and uh, – the Grizzlies left for th- 47 minutes, Isaac. And Golden State came back and did what they did and took the W from us, bro. Well, you know what, Doc? Uh, very interesting game last night from this standpoint because I think the, the Golden State Warriors were serving notice to a lot of people, particularly in the East, uh, just in case, you know, they get through the Grizzlies, just in case they get through the Dallas Mavericks or the Phoenix Suns about what kind of team they can play, a different style of play that they can execute um in these fine in these playoffs so seeing what i saw last night i mean it was it was straight up grind mode uh west coast style for the golden state warriors man because the grizzlies came out and we've seen the grizzlies play uh unfortunately a number of times without john morant being in the lineup and we know that they're, they're a very formidable team i mean i, I believe they were 18 and 2 without john all year but the first time he's not available in the playoffs, and these guys really stood up. They stepped up to the mic. I think their coach had the guys prepared to play, and the other guys kind of stepped up and took the role, took that lead dog role of 
what Ja Morant provides for the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. Now, they were missing last night. Let's just be real. I mean, Ja Morant, he's the closer. Uh, he's been one of the best closers and throughout the entire NBA this entire postseason. So that for that guy to be missing in those critical moments, he sets the table for everybody. So you have to give extra attention to him on the defensive end if you're the Golden State Warriors. So without him being there, um, I felt like the Golden State Warriors were pretty much fancy free in the end of the game. And I'll just say this, Doc, because I think a lot of people, including myself, were look, was just a little skeptical about the closing ability of one Seth, uh, St Steph Curry, because he's had many opportunities where he's been uh, wide open for a game winning three or a game tying three or a game uh, or a three point shot to send the game into overtime. And he hasn't come out on top. Doc. So just looking at this and looking at the way he produced his in game production, I had to back up off of him a little bit. Uh, and give them some extra points for the style of game that they won last night. It was a gritty, grimy basketball game, a game where you say the Memphis Grizzlies should win, but now it's 3-1 Golden State leading the series. And it was gritty and grimy basically because uh, Golden State were missing shots, man. They really – I mean, Klay Thompson didn't hit a three-pointer, and that's hard for Klay Thompson to go through an entire game, and his shot been struggling, man, and Jordan Poole, who normally plays well off the bench. He was struggling last night. Uh, but, uh, but Steph Curry, you're right, man. Steph, that, that's the one knock. That's a, that's a knock on Steph Curry. Everything he does well, he has been put with that label that, bro, you don't step up really in clutch time, man. You don't know how to just really close people out. Well, he closed our ass out last night, dog, because 18 points in the fourth quarter, then those some clutch free throws. I think he hit like six, seven, or eight, or six free throws uh, in a row. And you're right, man, with the, the Grizzlies – and I tell people now, what it was, the Grizzlies went 20 and 5 in the regular season without John Morant. But I tell Cash now, the playoffs are different, man. When you get to this level of playoffs, Isaac, especially NBA basketball, bro, you got to have a superstar who can go make a shot when, they, when a shot needs to be made. Because teams will play you a certain type of way in the regular season. They be like, oh, I get that shot up. I get it on the other end. I get that, that loose ball. I get, I get. Hell no, they don't really do that in the playoffs, dog. They're going to get everything so the Grizzlies not having John Morant but I do like Taylor Jenkins game plan he said you know what Steven Adams was able to come back last game he didn't play him that much couple of minutes and Golden State was getting a lot of easy run flashes at the basket a lot of easy layups hell he didn't do that last night he started Steven Adams and Steven Adams came out and balled out bro he, he uh what 15 points 10 rebounds 10 points 15 rebounds something like that and we had the game man the Grizzlies had the game but the fact that Steph Curry came back I want to go to the John Morant. You, you, I haven't spoken to you about this yet, but did you see the play with John Morant and jo Jordan Poole? They said that he was hurt. He hurt him. Of course. Now, everybody's saying that's a basketball Of course. Play. I saw the play. Now, Isaac, I, I've seen it a thousand times. Now, Jordan Poole made a basketball play with his right hand. Then he deliberately pushed John with his left hand on his hip and grabbed his knee uh, with the right one. I ain't saying he intentionally hurt him. But that, what did you? what do you see when you see that play? What not? Okay, let's let's put it in this perspective. We're football players, right? Yeah. Okay, and things things happen in the midst of a football play. Now, let's shine the light on a face mask. You know, sometimes if I'm a defensive end, I'm pass rushing against another huge body in a left tackle or a right tackle. I'm making my moves. Sometimes I can get outside of my body. Uh, the quarterback can step up. When I reach for the quarterback, I may be reaching for his shoulder pad, 
but my hand unintentionally grabs his face mask. Now, there's a, there's a thought within your thinking where you can say, okay, I got to let his face mask go and I can let the face mask go. But at the same time, this other 300 pound human being is pushing me. So, and I, and it's my job to make it, make the tackle. Sometimes inadvertent things happen in the midst of a play and you're not really thinking, okay, uh, at the beginning of this play, I'm going to beat my offensive lineman. I'm going to make, I'm going to make this guy uh, miss me and I'm going to go in and I'm going to snatch this quarterback's face mask, intentionally getting a 15 yard penalty, trying to hurt this guy and trying to get him out of the game. That's not the thought process, Doc. Let's be real. And I don't think Jordan Poole, within the same scenario, was thinking, okay, I'm going to put my left hand on his hip and grab his, his kneecap and pull it and push at the same time. That, that's not a thought process. When you play defense in the NBA, your hands have to be up. You have to be alert. If you're, if, particularly if you're trying to cut off John Morant from going left, which is what Jordan doing, which is in the game plan against John Morant, He's in the right position. So it's an inadvertent play. And if you were looking to pull something, if you were looking to grab hold of John Morant, you don't grab a body part. You grab his jersey. You grab his pants to try to knock him off his path. So inadvertent play, it's unfortunate John got hurt. And uh, I just think, you know, it's another episode, another episode of NBA, dare I say, softness at times. Hey, man, look, let me tell you something, man. To hell with that, because sometimes during a football play, you don't go into a play like, bro, I'm going to grab this dude's balls, bro. But then when you in the situation and you in, the, you in, you, you in, look, bro, when you, when you, I ain't never did it, but I just seen it done. You don't go into a play saying this is what I'm about to do. But then in the pile, you like, oh, it's an opportunity to do some shit. Yeah, come on, bro. That also happens too now. Cats get opportunistic. They don't think about doing it, but then they're like, oh. In the midst of it, I like okay, I'm gonna go do this right now. I get what you're saying, but man, dog, man, that man did that on purpose, bro. He did that on purpose, man. But we ain't gonna complain about it because you know, hey, uh, John said he was fine up until that point. He couldn't play last night. Who lying? Is it? Hey, there's a there's a lot of complaining I hear coming from Memphis. You say you're not gonna play, complain? There's a whole lot of complaining coming from from Memphis. And when you complain, you know you remain. So. um I mean, Doc, when you slow it down, when you start looking at the instant replays, man, but it, it, but when you look at it live, with the speed of the game, how guys are moving, how you're trying to contain one of the most, most athletic players uh, in the NBA right now in a pressure, pressure, cooker work, work, uh, pressure cooker style of basketball game, it's hard, man. You're trying to get your hands and make sure you don't foul with your hands, make sure you're in the right position where your coach wants you to be, and things like that happen, man. That was a fluke play to me. Well, Jordan Poole, your ass is guilty, man. I don't care what Isaac's talking about. <laughs> now, hey, talking about complaining, there is a lot of complaining from Grizzlies fans about one Dylan Brooks. Now, Dylan Brooks couldn't play in game three because he was suspended off of, because of the foul he made on Gary Payton second. He was back last night. And Isaac, I like Dylan, but Dylan, when, when they say blow torch, he blew torch last night, bro. I mean, he was... He, man, hold on. Let me see if I get, do I got Dylan stats, man? Five or something, dog. I, he was taking shots. You were like, Dylan, what the hell is wrong with you, man? He had a horrible game. Now, I'm not going to dog Dylan. I mean, a lot of Grizzlies fans just don't want him anyway. But he's a key piece to why we won 56 games. He, he provides right. that personality and that attitude. But that That's ass right. came back last night, Isaac, man. It, it's just, I don't think it's the shots he missed. 
to me, I think Dylan wants to be this offensive weapon, which he's not. He don't want to play the role that everybody else wants to place him in. And I can't be mad at him. A lot of times it helps the team. Last night, it, it hurt the team, especially that shot he took, bro, with about 50 seconds left and the Grizzlies up one and with that three-pointer. So uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of Grizzlies fans ready to get Dylan ass up out of here. You think they're being unfair to Dylan, bro? I think so, Doc, because let's, let's just be real. His, his job description is what? He's, the, he's a defensive enforcer. He's uh, the first guy you want off the bus. He's a rebounder. He's a guy that's going to chase a Steph Curry all over the court, and he's going to make the dirty plays. He, he's very similar to Marcus Smart in, in Boston. So those type guys, you got to have them on the team, Doc. You got, you got to. And here's the thing. Um, when you take a player out of rhythm by suspending him for a game, Doc, a lot of things can happen. We talk about it all the time in football, man. When you, you, you want to get a quarterback off his spot, get him off of his grass. Why? Because that ups the chances of you uh, forcing him to throw incomplete passes, uh, throw the ball when he's not ready, when he's not comfortable. When you when you take a guy out of the rhythm, out of his rhythm, even in the NBA, man, he and he misses a game, he isn't in the fire in the groove of the game. It's a potential that you can come back and get that. Now, I'm not sure what he did defensively. When I look at Steph Curry's stats, 18 points in the fourth quarter, maybe he was off his game defensively as well. But Dylan Brooks has been a bright spot for the Memphis Grizzlies for the last couple of years, and and uh, I, I don't see how ushering this guy out of Memphis right now, sending him over to West Memphis would do anybody any good. They're going to need Dylan Brooks in this in this series, and particularly the next game in Memphis. Well, he's been a bright spot for the Memphis Grizzlies, but his ass was a golden spot for the Golden State Warriors <laughs> last night because he played well for them. He won 5 of 19, bro. You're talking about defense on Steph Curry. Steph Curry assisted on 50 of the 101 <laughs> Golden State points, man, and to go with them, to go with the 32 points his ass had. Uh, well, that's my thing with Dylan, man. I mean, Dylan don't – Dylan was the Pac-12 player of the year at Oregon, bro. So he he like, I can score. So – and my whole thing, okay, maybe he was out of rhythm, right? Dog, yeah. don't come back yanking that thing, man, trying to put yourself back in rhythm. But I was afraid of that because I said, if y'all not playing, <laughs> Desmond Bain a little banged up. Oh, Dylan finna let this thing rip. Every chance he get in, he's going to take untimely shots. And that's what I was mad about. The untimely shots, man, because somebody would be look like they're about to get hot with the Grizzlies. Dylan getting that motherfucker. I don't care how hot you are, bro. I'm shooting. And I'm finna calm you down. So that's the way I feel about Dylan. That's why I say that. I well, well, obviously, you know, let, let's say let's say uh, the Grizzlies were gonna have to find points from some other player last night. Dylan Brooks was an option, and let's look at it, Doc. He's outperformed uh, what the Memphis Grizzlies drafted him to be or invited him to camp to be. He's outperformed that. He came in with two strikes, Doc. That first strike is being a Pac-10 athlete. Let's yeah. just be real. Because right. there ain't much respect for the Pac-12 Pac athletes. Number two, yeah, I mean, he's a light-skinned brother, man. We don't give too much respect <laughs> to light-skinned brothers, man. You know, they got to do above and beyond, you know, what they're asked to do. And Dylan Brooks has done that for the Memphis Grizzlies, man. So he has my respect. And uh, at times, you got to see where your shot is, man. You, you, took, you took four quarters off. Now you're back in. Doc, give him an opportunity to see where his shot is. If it ain't hitting, Dylan, go ahead and do what you normally do. Shut down other players' stars and get rebounds and, and affect the game in some other way. 
Well, you know, he, he affected the game in a great way as, as far as Golden State concerned because he 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 helped them get a W. So now we down three games to one, man. And hopefully John Morant. Let me ask you this real quickly though before we move on. Yeah. You you think John you think John Morant knee hurt, knee sore, you think he should come back, bro? Grizzlies down three one. Desmond Bain, he ain't really got no help because Desmond Bain kind of banged up. Darren Jackson Jr. still struggling. So if you John Morant, knee hurting down three one, probably ain't gonna come back and win this series. Uh, do you like? Man, you know, I, I need to cheer because you really don't want to take any chances of him messing up his knees even more. Well, me personally, Doc, me, uh, when I was playing, when I was played, when I played sports uh, in the NFL, I, my my personal mantra, it was, if I can run, I'm playing. Anything else is hurting, hurting on me, I'll probably sit out. But if I can run, if I can move, I'm, I'm going to play. Now, let's let's be real. 75% of Ja Morant versus 100% of someone else I'm taking John Morant at 75% because he's going to affect the game. He's going to affect the defense of the Golden State Warriors. He's going to put them on alert. He's going to open Desmond Bain a little bit more for the three-point shot. And, Doc, these have been close games. So you need every advantage that you have, every everything that you can put on that court to uh, to affect the game in a positive way. The Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies has to do it. It'll be a personal decision for Ja and uh, his representatives. His, probably his dad have to give him a go-ahead. But if he can be out there 75%, 76%, by all means, man, get out there on that court and help your teammates. And how you feel, man, about T. Morant, Josh's dad, man, been getting all this flack about being at his son's games too much? What the hell is wrong with that, bro? He too supportive. That's why I say, damn, black man, damn if you do, damn if you don't. I mean, how, I mean that's ridiculous to me, bro. Well, you know what? I applaud him for really not responding uh, in the same manner as Tom Brady Sr., doesn't respond to certain stuff. He responds a little bit, but you don't hear too much from him. So I applaud him, man. I mean, that's just a, a element of morality that he has that a lot of other people don't have. You got dang right, because I would have been in response. I would just <laughs> different. I would have been ready to, man, forget you, curse everybody out. Speaking of cursing somebody out, man, uh, 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 the Celtics got Buck on the Milwaukee Bucks last night. And if you're not from Memphis, you not you might not know what Get Buck is, but that's a song. Get Buck, Get Buck. And when that happens, it's probably going to be a fight or it's going to be some very aggressive situations taking place. But uh, Boston, bro, took care of Milwaukee last night, 116-108. to 108. So now we got that series tied two games apiece. But, you know, it, this is the thing about me, man. Jason Tatum had an off game the last game. Came and balled out last night, 30 points. That's the kind of bounce back you want from a young superstar to see if he's ready to yeah. be a superstar superstar. And he showed that. Now, Giannis gave us 34 points and 18 points. But the person I want to talk about, that guy dang Al Horford, bro. See, Al Horford really doesn't say much. He's been in the NBA about 15 years. He's just solid. He, not only is he, he's been good, good. Now he's solid. But Giannis, I like Giannis. He got a great personality, seemed be. But he dunked on Al Horford yesterday and stared at him and kind of nodded. And Al Horford said, oh, okay, okay. And, man, later in that game, Al Horford dunked on Giannis so hard, bro, then he hit him in the face with the <laughs> – hold on, dog. Then he hit him in the face with the left hand, man. My whole thing is that you should have left that damn dude alone because Al Horford ended up with 30 points, bro. I think that was a playoff career high for him. 30 points, 16 in the fourth quarter. And now Boston and Milwaukee – tied up and i know you paying attention to this series because your team is in a battle in the other series we're going to talk about that shortly but bro first of all Giannis doing that to al horford and to see somebody like al horford that really doesn't say much al horford may be like you man people thought you were quiet but your ass wasn't quiet you you'll you, you, you get somebody that kill out there they just don't see it but 
waking Al Horford up like that, man, and Giannis still laughing it off. But I love the way Al Horford responded. But I'm one of those, man. You know, you're going to get dunked, though. But when you stare at somebody, your ass is just pretty much disrespecting them, dog. Well, Doc, you're talking about some great postseason basketball play, man. But just, I mean, throughout the entire NBA, from uh, what we're seeing at Dallas, Dallas, Phoenix, uh, Memphis, and Golden State, and even here, Boston, and the Milwaukee Bucks, man. There's some great play that's happening. <laughs> so... Uh, these two teams are going head to head. You have uh, Giannis, who's just a unicorn. Yeah. And he's definitely taking the lead for the Memphis, excuse me, for the Milwaukee Bucks. And <clears throat> let's be real, offensively, he's not getting much help right now. No. But when you have a team, and I've been saying this all year about the Boston Celtics, or at least after Christmas. The Boston Celtics are one of the most complete teams right now that we have left in the postseason. Uh, from a coaching standpoint, they've taken on the mentality of their coach. They have two budding superstars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being, being another one. And I, I think he got the memo, Jason Tatum, that is, that a superstar, a budding superstar, can never have two bad games on a row. So he had a bad game uh, th before this game, game three. But last night, Doc, when it came time <clears throat> to put these guys away, every time down the court, Jason Tatum was affecting the offense uh, of the Boston Celtics and making sure guys were in place, hitting big shots, the mid-range. Uh, he's been compared to the late, great Kobe Bryant many times, and I kind of saw that a little bit from his little uh, his ability to get you on the elbow, take you down in the post, uh, the turnaround jump shot, and the three-point shot. So he could, he's a guy that can score from all three levels. Uh, on the basketball court and he's just flowing right now he's in a complete flow and he's doing everything he can on the defensive end to help to try to contain uh the greek freak so doc that being said this series right here i believe is going to go down to the wire uh we you talk about al horford uh, hey doc he he's he is battling on the defensive end first and yeah. foremost trying to keep Giannis in check and then to come back and give the Boston Celtics 30 points on the offensive end, we hadn't seen that in a very long time for Al Horford. You got to really be impressed the way he's transformed his game. He used to be a guy that's on a low block calling for the ball, and now he's extended his game past the three-point range. Uh, particularly when he dunked on Giannis, he gave a great pump fake because you have to honor his three-point shot now because he can knock that down and goes right around the Greek freak, probably one of the defensive players of the year finishing at the hole in the rack. And just the enthusiasm that he showed, Doc, it, 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 it in that ignited the entire Boston Celtic team. Guys on the bench, they were happy and put them in a position to finish these guys off. So that's another great series. I think, uh, you know, it's going to go down to the wire and, and they're going to have to do what they do. I mean, the superstars in this, in this series are really going to show up, rise to the top, man, for, the, uh, for whoever comes out of this game, out of this series to win it. Yeah, they teed Al Horford ass up for that, too, man. Gave him a technical foul. I, I wish they wouldn't have given him a technical foul. They don't even want you to do anything after a big play, man. It's like the referees forget that sports is entertainment, man. And to see cats respond like that is entertaining. And yeah. You're right. When somebody quiet like Al Horford, man, they make a play, and you see him get emotional, and you see him a little pissed off, that does make the rest of the team focus even more because you're like, damn, quiet, dude, man. Shit, I, let me get leaving a little, little angry or two, and let me get more inclined and more locked into this uh, – to this ball game. So I love that Buck Celtic series, man, because 
you know, Boston got a great team, and Giannis didn't get any help from Drew Holiday last night. The fact of the matter, he's working without Chris Middleton, man. So they asking Giannis has to do everything. And a lot of times they just give him the rock and just yeah. say, go to work. And he goes to work and really can't stop him. If he missed shots, he's just missing shots. But you really can't stop him. But speaking of stopping someone, Isaac, the Miami Heat looked unstoppable, bro. First two games against the Philadelphia 76ers. It was easy work, man. They went up two games to none. They were like, yeah, this is going to be a nice little series. Joel Embiid, is, he's out. He got a broken face, broken lip, had a concussion. We good. But then something happened. They went back to Philly. Joel Embiid masked up. Joel Embiid came back. Joel Embiid giving y'all that work, even though he hadn't been his offensive self. Because he led the league in scoring 30 by almost 31 points a game, 11 rebounds. But now he's back. Series tied at two games apiece, bro. What y'all doing, Miami Heat? Jimmy Butler's still doing his thing, but Isaac, y'all ass might be in some trouble, my boy. <laughs> well, Doc, you know what? Here's the thing about it, man. We talked about, you know, you know, ending in that that first series with the Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors, should Ja play, should he play the next game? This is a prime example how the superstar, uh, the main ingredient of a team can affect the team, not only psychologically, Doc, from an emotional standpoint, he can do what he can, can do offensively, help out when he can defensively, even with a mask on his face. So I think with his return, man, for the Philadelphia 76ers, man, that just rejuvenated everybody. It makes everybody better. It makes Maxi better. It makes Harden a little bit more confident. It makes Doc Rivers a little bit more better coach uh, when, it, when, when a guy like that is in the middle, when he's been there all year. You know, I hate the fact that, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic was named MVP yes. yesterday, and now we have to face a mad Joel Embiid tonight. Yep. But at the same time, Doc, it's a great, another great series. It's, it's tied two to two. I think defensively, from a defensive standpoint, the Miami Heat has done a terrific job slowing these guys down before the return of jo Joel Embiid. And now, once again, this game that, that just passed, which made the game 2-2, I think the Miami Heat, we missed a whole lot of wide-open three-pointers. We were 7 of 35 at the three-point line. So that's a lot of, lot of three-pointers that we, that we left on the table, considering how that three-point shot you know, it really pushes our team, pushes our offense and what we want to do. And I felt like we had a lot of opportunities to make those shots. We just didn't make them. And Tyler Heroes, he was off. Uh, uh, my, my guy, um, uh, Oladipo, he was a bit off. Kyle Lowry, he was a bit off last night. I'm looking for a rebound game tonight. Jimmy Butler has been done. He's been spectacular this, this entire series. And I'm looking for the others, the other guys to come in. The Kyle Lowry's of the world, who's been an all-star. Oladipo, who's been an all-star, to come back and hit those wide-open shots. Because dare I say, have we hit 14 out of those 35 attempts, probably seven more than we did this past game? Doc, I believe we would have won that past game, man, and been up three to one. So being back at home in the conference of the uh, FTC uh, gym where we play our basketball at, I think these guys will be comfortable, man, uh, playing in their own stadium. And I think those those very same shots that we got in game four, we're going to hit them tonight in game five. Uh, if if was a fifth, we'll always we'll all be drunk. So if <laughs> it's not a fifth, 
So, and I don't drink no more, but so if we can, if all, all day and all night and Suns and Mavericks fans, I, I know well, I ain't going to talk about y'all game because I don't care. I mean, y'all too, too. I do care about the fact that that fan touched Chris Paul's mom and that fan should have got his ass whooped. I don't care how old he was. And tell me he was drinking. Uh, I don't know what's up. With, I don't know what's up with NBA fans, man, because I don't think I would do that with NFL because NFL football players probably ain't going to let you hold them back. But Suns, Mavs fans, I don't care nothing about y'all series, man. I just, I just watched the entertainment. I ain't even talk about y'all series. Y'all up two two, so good luck with y'all. We'll holler at y'all. I got to worry about the Grizzlies and these damn Golden State Warriors. Uh, uh, but another, did you see the tweet, man? Rudy Gobert said he'll lock Shaq down. <laughs> he'll lock him down. Rudy Gobert said he'll lock Shaq and I'll see lock that. his ass down. First, let me begin by saying, Rudy Gobert, I respect you, bro. Shaq would man, Shaq would have killed your thin ass out there, bro. I, I I think he need to go back, and I think he need to go back and look at highlights. Shaq was folding dudes up. Shaq was quick. Shaq like I don't need to do no 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 small uh, no no mini hook jump shot no hook shots on you, man. Rudy Gobert might be too full of himself because the NBA really doesn't have big men anymore. Cats don't really work in the paint, so he really be playing against power fours a lot of times. But Rudy Gobert. Stop it, dude. Stop. I want to smack his damn hand like a little kid in kindergarten. Stop it, man. Shaq would fold his ass up, Ice. Well, I think Mount Matumbo is a better defender than Rudy Gobert. Yes. And we've all, we've all seen the matchup between Shaq and uh, Mount Matumbo. And at times, it was heavily favored in, in, in Shaq's ability to move uh, Dikembe Matumbo under the rim and finish with a dunk. Um, you know, Mount Matumbo had his moments. He would block the shot every now and then. But just to be real, I don't I don't think uh, uh, Rudy Gobert is in, in, a, in a place where he could stop Shaq, stop Shaquille O'Neal from doing anything. Now, I think Shaq is too powerful, one of the most dominant players to ever play the game. And uh, he would have forced him. I probably would have fouled him out, Doc. Hell yeah, would have fouled him out, man. He probably would have made him quit. He probably would have made him quit. Cause Shaq get the banging into that chest, man, and bagging them down, bro. The only way, only way, only thing I can see Rudy Gobert uh, locking Shaq ass down if he plays Shaq like right now, at this age Shaq is right now, cause he couldn't have been talking about a younger Shaq, cause that's just nonsense. <laughs> Something else I think is nonsense too, man. Then we're gonna wrap this up. The mayor of Dallas apparently tweeted out that the Dallas should have a second NFL team. He said Dallas should have an expansion team. He said Dallas is a team that can. As a city that can uh, uh, support two, two NFL teams more than any other city. We know L.A. has two of them, but both of them ain't in L.A. You know, Chicago, who else got two NFL teams? L.A. got two NFL teams. Well, two, you know, so, but Dallas New said New York. Yeah, New York. Yeah, L.A. and New York. But the Dallas mayor says they should have one. First of all, bro, ain't no way in the hell Jerry Jones going for that, man. And second of all, how the hell, bro, you think, Dallas fans are they, those are Cowboys fans, man. That, that Dallas mayor is tripping, man. I don't know if he want to fist fight Jerry Jones or what, but his ass starting some that I, his mouth starting some. I don't think his ass can finish, man. <laughs> I don't know, Doc. I, it may it may be a political ploy by the mayor of Dallas, uh, you know. But when he offers his stats, his statistics, you know, you look at Dallas as one of those up and coming metropolitan areas particularly with a lot of oil money behind it, it's, it's very rapidly going past what Chicago has to offer. I mean, I mean, you look at the state of Texas, you have Houston, which is probably the fourth largest city in America. 
and Dallas, which is probably, you know, more popular than what Houston is right now. So, you know, you're right. It would be a fight to the death for the team in the Dallas to try to represent in the NFL with Jerry Jones standing there. I mean, one of the ways I can see it happening is, you know, Jerry Jones owns both teams, which would be an interesting dynamic. Or you let, you know, me and you come in there, dog, and we own the team. We can run. We can go head to head with the Cowboys. Oh, we go head to head with anybody. I mean, just let me own the league. That's what I want. I want the league. Damn the team. Give me the league. So I can, you know, fix some of this stuff. But I, th- I just think it's funny, man. I, I'm like, man, I want to hear Jerry Jones going for that, bro. I don't know if Cal- Dallas Cowboys fans are too damn crazy, man. I don't. They, they might fight. They might. Cowboys fans are so damn crazy that Cowboys would be on the road while they playing in Cowboys Stadium. They probably show up try to fight the damn fans going up in there, man, and try to uh, support the new Dallas team. But anyway, anything else you want to add, man? Before we get up out of here, bro. Oh man, great, great band of. Uh... Uh, basketball being played by these guys, man, Doc. And I just truly enjoy seeing it because, you know, it's not about money. It's not about, you know, material things right now. It's about being a team and winning a championship and going through other guys that with, with similar other teams, other programs that are out there trying to stop you and trying to get to the same, you know, uh, Larry O'Brien Brian trophy uh, to hoist at the end. So it's a great brand, brand of basketball that's being played by these guys, guys that, on the floor, scratching up elbows, scratching up knees, and uh, doing everything they could that can to stop some of these prolific superstar players from scoring baskets, man. So I, I'm truly enjoying it. Well said, just like I and truly enjoyed another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. We out.